0: Up, not growing old podcast. We might never change the world, at least we had our say. Real talk about movies, music, politics, race, and religion. Growing up, not growing old. The feeling is still
1: the same. Live from New York. New York, New York. It's the Growing Up, Not Growing Old podcast.
2: What's up everybody? Welcome to the Growing Up, Not Growing Old Podcast. My name is Mike Russo at Gungo Podcast on Instagram and Twitter, on YouTube. But I my YouTube channel doesn't have any videos because I had a profile with the videos and Google wants to fucking combine all the accounts. And you know what? Scratch that part. Fuck YouTube. I don't have a YouTube account. On Skype with me, Matt from Rad House Productions. What's up? Hey, hey, hey. How are how all you people out there? Um, thanks for doing this show, man. You're like a fucking you're like a podcast mogul out there, man. What's going on i'm just I'm just doing what my dream has
3: always been when I first started podcasting. it wasn't just about, you know trying to just get my podcast. It was all about starting a network kevin smith was a was a huge inspiration to me and I I'm, nice. I'm just trying to do anything and everything to to get to that point. I've been podcasting for 3 years now. Uh we picked up uh the Everything Bagel podcast about a year ago. Uh Yeah, big up my man Steve. And uh I know you know these guys. Uh we just picked them up recently. They haven't announced it yet, but uh part of the damned part of the dam will now be on uh Rat House Productions shortly. Boom. Yeah, so uh and of course uh, uh I do comics after dark but I also do my my side uh podcast which is That's Life uh you know we uh with that one is actually pretty funny cuz I was just listening to Frank Sinatra and I was just like dude like
0: life yeah. is just
3: fucked up but funny as hell and I just love having my my friends around and just laughing about like messed up stories that we've had so I was like dude like at first, it started off a little rocky, but now it's it's starting to get its legs, and I'm starting to get more uh, uh, more people to guess. But I'm I'm excited to be here on the Gungo podcast. I'm I'm a huge huge fan. Uh, I'm I'm really interested in everybody you ever have on, man, because I'm like man, like a music. A um, music promoter you know that's trippy like I remember back in the day when I wanted to do, to do that when I was heavy into punk rock and then Paulie's just fucking bananas dude
2: listening oh, to him best. I'm just
3: laughing <laughs> I'm laughing my ass off the whole
2: time dude it's yeah. great I love it I gotta get him on like once a month just to check in and see what's going on man big shout out to Polly Nugent so no, you wanted to no. start a network first yeah, uh, it start. Yeah, like immediately
3: off the bat of starting podcasting, it wasn't just about like me podcasting. It was me about me trying to get a whole bunch of podcasts to start a podcast channel, kind of like the nerdist. It's
2: interesting, but
3: but you know, I yeah, I I just like I said, man, like I, I was so into podcasting, like I didn't want just one. I wanted several. And I wanted several people to be interlinked, and I'm kind of treating it like it's a kind of like it's a band that Everything Bagel is going to be having their live show uh, uh, in late February. Comics After Dark just recently had their live show uh, uh, in late January, and I'm in the talks with Pot of the Dam to see how we could go about a live show with them properly. And it's it's been a blast, man. I, so many people that I've met and so many people that I'm in contact with, including you. Every time I'm listening to the Gungo podcast, I always got something to say. You know I'm tweeting you once or twice a week.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that, too. I mean, you know, when we do this shit, I mean, I like to do it. 'Cause I just like to do it. And, you know, people say, I don't care how many listeners I have. I don't care if people listening or not listen. I want people to listen to what the fuck I have to say. It's I enjoy it. So when I get feedback, it means that much more to me. You know what I'm saying?
3: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I feel the same exact way, you know. Uh if you go to rathouse.net, R-A-T-T-H-A-U-S dot net, shameless plug, uh, if you head on over there, you could go ahead and actually leave comments underneath. Each podcast, so and some people love it. Some people like once in a blue moon they'll fucking call us out. I mean, on an episode not too long ago, I fucked up and I was like, "Yeah, Michael Jackson had like Slash is like his background guitarist for like Dirty Diana," and someone came in and was like, "You don't know what the fuck you're talking <laughs> about, right there, man," and just called me out. And on the next episode, I was like, uh, apparently. I don't know what I'm talking about and I'm not as big as a Michael Jackson fan as I thought I was <laughs> back in that day. So, yeah, I I love it, dude, whether it's negative or positive. I've also had some pieces of shit come on and, you know, tell me stuff uh when Comics After Dark was at Long Beach Comic-Con. Some guy just came on and like we had like two hecklers in the crowd, but for the most part we filled up uh more than half the room and mm. And they ended up messaging us back and being like, yo, like, the greatest part of that show was when you guys were having technical difficulties at the very beginning. And uh, luckily, my... Yeah, what a fucking dick, right? Yeah,
2: I mean, (laughs) just be quiet, man. Just shut the fuck... I mean, listen, you got the right to say what the fuck you want to say, but we're up here doing something. What are you doing?
3: Yeah, just sitting there fucking being a piece of shit. But luckily, uh, my awesome... Probably, like, if you insult her, nothing will fucking happen at all. Our awesome co-host, Tiffany, was like, yeah, well, uh, thanks for sitting through the whole thing, though. We appreciate it. So we're glad you stuck around. It was like, dude, like, that. it's the same thing with, like, I I would feel if you're going to a comedy show, like it may not be the greatest comedian up there. It may be open mic night, but dude, like you're there to laugh. Don't be a fucking dick. Like you're you don't have the balls to fucking step
2: up there in the light. So just enjoy it and fucking go with it, man. I think that's you know that's a lot of that's a that's a bigger problem than one guy who enjoys when you fail, but then sits through your whole show or a, or a shitty heckler. I think some people do things just because they can. Um, a-, a quick story, right? So, I'm playing Call of Duty Black Ops 3 the other day. And I'm having the fucking game of my life, kid. I'm talking... I- I'm I'm, having such a good game, I'm not even checking my score. Because I don't want to put more pressure on myself to keep kicking ass. So, I must have been at least like 13-2 and two at this point, And... Like I said, I didn't look... But I must have been either one or two on the team. Now, I suck at this game. But every once in a while, I'll fucking shine. And this was my shining moment. I'm sitting here, playing the game. Um, match is about to end. I accidentally killed my teammate because I play hardcore team deathmatch. Uh, yeah, yeah. Right? So I accidentally killed one of my team. I was like, ah, oh, fuck. Right, whatever, you know, I I kicked everybody's ass. All right, so now the the after, like, I don't know, 20 or 10 seconds left in the match, it starts to beep, beep, beep. You know, it counts down. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to throw a random grenade out there. Just, you know, whatever happens, happens. Boom, blows up another one of my teammates. (laughs) Dude, I get kicked for team killing. (laughs) Now, if I'm hosting a room in Call of Duty and my teammate kills me, first thing I do is I check the leaderboard and see how how many negative points he has. Now, if he's the top guy, I'm not kicking him. If he's got, like, negative points, which means he's team-killing everyone, he's going.
3: Yeah, yeah, no. I I agree 110%. It's like, yo, like, sometimes once in a bloom, I mean, uh, great for you, Mike, because if I was on Call of Duty, like, I'm the kid that's, like, getting killed. They're like, you know this guy that keeps fucking dying, like, every 10 seconds? That's me. Like, and I'm trying hard. I just stick to fucking, uh, I just stick to a... Call of Duty zombies man I'll fucking rock that shit Every day But like But this dude He had
2: the power To do something And he just did it
3: (laughs) Yeah I mean like He should have checked Like for sure I agree with you 110% Being like Was this an accident Or at least ask And be like Yo dude Like you know You killed two of us, and if you would have had the microphone, been like, yeah, man, you know, I'm sorry. Like, I just threw out a grenade. It was the last call. I didn't know someone was going to run into it. I just just hucked it. And he would have been like, all right, that's cool. Like, try to, you know, chill on the next game. And then whatever. Yeah, of course. now. that's the thing is that, like, online people are fucking
2: trolling like it's nobody's business, man. It's disgusting. It's really disgusting. Now, on the other hand, maybe the game kicked me off for killing teammates so close together i don't know how that works i just i just realized that as i was telling this story the game might have kicked me for team killing within like a minute or something (laughs) but that
3: makes no sense because if that was the case then like wouldn't you be banned from like playing in general i don't think they would just kick you out of one game if you're team killing yeah 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 for sure like there's no other question (laughs) behind that like unfortunately that host was like you know what Fuck this guy. And just because he could.
2: Just because he had the little, that fucking little cunt hair of power, he fucking abused it. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, so that's going to be my new saying
3: from here on in. That little cunt hair of power that motherfucker had, they're going to be like, where'd yeah. you get that from? Be like, don't worry about it, but fuck that guy. And, uh, fuck yeah, that it's guy.
2: fucking true, man. Power corrupts, absolute power corrupts absolutely, even in the dumbest shit. It's true. Yeah,
3: I mean... Un- Unfortunately, I do agree with you, and that's why, like, even with me, you know, running Rat House Productions, I'm trying. I always try real hard to be like, let's make this all even. Like, I got an email from one of uh, one of our co-hosts that's that's helping me out with marketing, and I'm like, hey, like, here are some ideas I have for the other podcasts. You know, can you go ahead and look into it? And I got an email back saying, like, look, I just want to tell you you know, I don't think this is fair, you know, I'm a part of X and Y podcasts, why am I searching for stuff on A and B podcasts? Mm. Now, I got the side of me that's the company side that wants to be like, well, because I told you to, dude, like, go right. fucking do it. Yes. But I got to understand, I'm working with, I work with these people very, very closely. I talk to Steve every other day. Uh, I talk to the rest of my co-hosts every day, if not every other day. So, I had to make sure to choose my words wisely. And I was like, look, here's some five options that we could go down. Whatever you feel is best, choose one. If not, please get back to me if you have a better option and let's make this work out. I ended up talking to that particular co-host and I was like, hey, like you never sent an email back. And they were like, oh man, like, you know, I was just under the gun. But you know what? Like, these are the ideas that I have, you know. I just think that I should run with this. And I'm like, cool. Like, you go ahead and run with that. I'm gonna run with this. So it makes your workload lighter and my and it succeeds with what I want accomplished. Now Mm. I really could have been a fucking dick and been like, dude, you know what? Like, it's all or nothing at this point. Like, Mm. kick rocks. But you know, sometimes the the thing is that people empower you, they're so blind, it's just like they want to step in and just be like, you know what? I run this bitch, so it doesn't fucking matter. It
2: speaks to your character that y- you didn't take that dicky, it, poss- easier route. That is the easy way to go. But Like, listen, I-, I need you to do this. I told you to do it. Do it. That would be the dicky. That's the easy way to go. I mean, it really speaks to your character to not go that easy route, you know? Yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate it. But, you know, but that's the thing is that, like, w- with people
3: in this world that – it ends up happening, dude. And, you know, for X or Y reason, it could be, you know, uh, alternative motives for doing that. Or it could be that motherfucker was just having a really shitty day and you just happened to walk in at the wrong time. I mean, I don't know how many times I've gotten fucking an ass kicking. You know, perfect example, I was at a punk rock show a while back. It's actually the reason I don't perform in punk punk shows anymore. Um, my my friend was pitting Two skinheads going reverse pit, bumped him. My my friend's a big guy, blasted right through right through the two skinheads. Mm. No big fucking deal. When they came around a second time, they started fucking whomping on him like it was nobody's business. Well, me being the person I am, I run in and I'm trying to stop it. Unfortunately, I'm like 5'2". So I'm not really stopping anything yeah, while right. I'm trying to take on these giant skinheads. So I go to push them away. I get my friend... They get my friend away, but unfortunately, like I suffered.
2: Yeah, you know what,
3: getting my ass kicked. But you know what, I try, <laughs> I tried, I but tried. But
2: that's what it's all about. You, you, you went forward instead of backwards. And plus, the guy who always steps in gets it the worst anyway.
3: Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, dude, <laughs> I, 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 I fucking, I got a concussion. I had a, I had hairline fractures on my skull. I was like, you know what, dude? Like, I love punk rock. I love hardcore. I love the music, but fuck this scene, dude. I'm just, I'm out. And I think that was back in like 2000, either 12 or 13. And, oh, uh, that
2: was recently. Oh shit.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, as much as I want to get back into like playing music, there's just, I don't know how the scene is over there in, uh, in NYC, but you know, like over here, it's the, you're either bound to the backyard and you're forever going to be playing in backyard shows Or you're bound to the bars because you feel like you're making yourself something in a venue, but you're really not. Or you're, you know, Pennywise, Bad Religion, uh, Alkaline Show. Even the lower ones would be like, you know, Union 13 and a global threat or something like that. And it's, it's just so, so hard. And it's like, is it worth getting my fucking ass kicked? Like, my right. band just performed at this festival. Do I really want to stick around? And there's always that higher power that wants to beat the living shit out of you.
2: Yeah, and there's always those just assholes who fucking do that. They, they, they'll they never, ever go away. Um, tell people where exactly you are in case they don't know.
3: Uh, if you guys don't know, I'm located in uh, Los Angeles, California. I'm actually on the outskirts of uh, of Los Angeles, so yeah, I'm I'm borderline uh, OC, uh, LA. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm like, I'm like 20 minutes from Disneyland, 10 minutes from Knotts, 45 or actually 30 from LA, uh, 30 from the beach. Like, I'm in a little city that's like perfect. To like just go anywhere and everywhere I want in an hour in any direction, I'm hitting something that's like a landmark. In what Los do you Angeles. mean, knots like knots landing? No, 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 <laughs> <not's> Berry. <laughs> no, 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 like that old Knott's berry, berry farm,
2: dude. Knots berry farm. Oh, guys I- don't know what, you don't know what Knott's berry farm is? No, I, I, now you said you said uh, berry farm. It sounds familiar,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, my bad, my bad, Knott's berry farm, yeah. i well, I'm used to calling it, you know, knots. I mean. Yeah, so like I used to work at both those theme parks, man, and boy, fuck.
2: Oh, it's a theme park?
3: Yeah, yeah. It, oh, it's you know a-
2: what? Um, I don't know it, but I, I think I think I heard an episode of Pod of the Damn. Do they do like a Halloween thing?
3: They do, Halloween haunt, yeah. Okay, yeah. that's how I know it. All right. It was it was a piece of shit this year. <laughs> <laughs> I was pissed. I've never been so fucking pissed at going to a haunt, man.
2: It was bad. Like they didn't even fucking try. Yeah, they're, like, maybe they're getting the. You can relate this to punk rock or or anything really. Maybe they they're getting like complacent. They were when you know, when they first came out, their shit was probably off the hook because they were hungry. Now they're getting that money. They're like, yeah, maybe we'll we'll you know just sit back this year. Yeah, but that was the thing,
3: dude. Is that you know what? Like these the past three years, they had this awesome fucking maze. Granted, you had to pay sixty dollars extra. What to get into it but it was fucking awesome it was called Trapped and you had to sign a waiver and you had a safe word to go through it and they're like look you gotta go through these these mazes we have actors we have people in there to help you out but you have to do challenges to get to the next rooms now the first one was fucking crazy dude I mean the first room you went into you had to clean out a toilet of shit or it looked like shit and it felt like shit and it smelled like shit <laughs> Who's doing that <laughs> Dude it was crazy man you did it? I I did it I did it yeah 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 Oh man yeah. I didn't give a shit I was like man we got to get to the next room and I fucking did it and we went through the next room was cages of rats Wait wait wait, wait. Had- I'm not
2: done with the with the shit yet
3: <laughs> oh. <laughs> what,
2: what was it I know you smelled your hands after you were in there
3: Yeah no 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 it was like it was kind of like uh shit uh, <laughs> no, it wasn't literally shit. It was um, it, it was uh, what's that chocolate crap? It's like Jello.
2: The, yeah, Jello pudding. pudding. Yeah, pudding. yeah, yeah. Bananas was pudding. and chocolate pudding.
3: Yeah, that straight up. But it was like in like a cloth and stuff. So it was like the cloth like was full of shit. Like someone like ran out of toilet paper and wiped their ass, and it clogged the toilet. Oh, so you had oh, to pull nasty. it out. But it was cool because at the very end of it was a drawstring and you pulled it really hard and it opened a secret door behind All the right. toy. All
2: right, now you're bringing me back because you lost <laughs> me with the rooting through shit, but now you brought me back with the trapdoor <laughs> shit. It was cool, man. It was that cool. So that I, cool. I cleared it out. Next room, you have to
3: pet some rats and uh, you just pet the rat and you you get to, to access to the next room. And the next room is like this weird like – Three foot giant cage you walk into, and you're like, Well, what the fuck's going on? They turn off all the lights and they start spraying like the air hoses at you and shit.
2: And does it so, smell or anything?
3: No, no, no. They just turn out all the lights. You don't know what the fuck's going on. It's pitch black, and they're just, you know, spraying air at you and shit. You get to the next room, you got to eat either a fried cricket or a fried caterpillar. Oh, I think I would go cricket. I'm not sure. I went, I went Caterpillar, dude. Easy to or swallow. Or like the little or... worm. Yeah, the little worms. Yeah. Yeah, because
2: you could probably just suck that right down. Yeah, well. Uh, caterpillar uh, has uh, those uh, legs.
3: No. Nah, yeah, but it, they're all curled up because they're all like baked and shit, you know? So it was, it was relatively tiny, but I'm not going to lie. It wasn't that bad till I got to the head. And <laughs> when I bit the head, it went like, and like <laughs> shot something into my mouth. And I was like, oh, nobody Defense eat that yeah, yeah, dude, it's fucking disgusting, dude I was like, what the fuck was that? Everybody had the cricket I was the only one that chose the fucking caterpillar And I regret it completely That's funny So, you have to eat all of it. I might add, one person says the, the safe word The experience ends for everybody
2: Oh, so that motherfucker Nobody wants to be that guy
3: Yeah, yeah, I might add When we, when we get to the end I, I was close to being that guy Go to the next room <laughs> It's uh, it's Bloody Mary and these weird projections of like mirrors and shit, and you had to do Bloody Mary and out of nowhere, like all the lights turn off for a quick second, they turn back on immediately, and like she's inside of this tiny room, like running around, like scaring you and shit.
2: That's pretty cool. That's pretty creepy. I like that.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was it was trippy. I was like, how the fuck did that just happen? But you walk through the mirror, and you end up in like. If I could describe it, I didn't know what they were shooting for, but if I could describe it, it was like 13 ghosts. I remember and that, yeah. Yeah, you had like, you know how like the house is built of like glass and shit? Mm. Well, you had to grab like plexiglass from behind you and in front of you and like maneuver around this maze while these giant like six foot five ghosts are like beating the shit out of the plexiglass to try to get it to you. No, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and then you had to, at the end, time the plexiglasses because you opened doors and closed doors. So they were coming after you while you were trying to get to the end. It was weird. It was trippy. Was that the very naked end- chick there too? No, she wasn't. I was disappointed, man. <laughs> or, or at least Shannon Elizabeth. Like, dude, I would have appreciated her. That would have been nice.
2: Yeah, that that fucking dead naked chick was pretty hot.
3: Yeah, but it was kind of confusing. Like I didn't know if I was allowed to be turned on. It's like, is this a form of necrophilia or yeah, like it's I, weird? <laughs> yeah, it's like I'll, you know what? I'm like, whatever. She's uh, all I'll, cut I'll up and
2: shit. Fuck it.
3: Yeah, she was like the princess, right? Yeah, She's was a princess. So. I don't remember, dude. I fucking I bear I barely remember anything about that movie. But yeah, so we end up getting to the end, and it's a it's a corners it's a corners. Court coroner, coroner's office. That's where the dead bodies are, right?
2: Yeah, cor- yeah. I can't say it neither. <laughs> <laughs> cor- but yeah, yeah, cor- coroner. Yeah, yeah, there you go. There
3: you go. They know what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, no doubt. But uh, this, you, they selected a few amount of people, and they had to put you in the body sliders and close you into one of those like box things where like the Ooh. dead bodies go into. Unfortunately, I was chosen, and I was the last one. So as I'm getting put in I'm like hold on like I'm getting hot I'm getting sweaty I'm getting nervous hold on and like the guys trying to jam me into it and I'm like dude hold the fuck on and I'm taking off my hat like they're trying to calm me down I'm like fuck you guys like you're not going in here and like inside of the actual box you could hear like oh my god I'm still alive help
0: oh, help like sick. you hear
3: like do you hear like the fires of hell and I'm just like, dude, just hold the fuck on. Like, let me just get my fucking jacket off, all right? That's all I need right now. So I get my jacket off. I get my hat off. I'm like, all right, all right, put me in, put me in. Put me in. And you just hear screams and, like, things and, like, like Satan laughing and, like, fires blazing and shit. And I just have my eyes closed. And me being the person I am, I'm fucking praying my rosary around my <laughs> neck. I'm like, I'm going to be all right. I'm going to be all right. Like, they're going to yeah. pull me out. Experience is going to be over. I'll be good. And I feel a breath, like, right above my face. No way. And I open my eyes, and it's death right above my face. And <laughs> the first thing that comes out of my mouth is, oh, thank God. <laughs> and they just, like, looked at me like a little weird, and were like, all right, come on. So I got off. Wait, wait. And, what, uh,
2: what, what was it? It was a person? Or it what? was a person dressed as death. Oh, so it was, like, goofy looking?
3: It actually was pretty legit. Like it wasn't face paint. It was like a sick ass fucking mask with a fucking, you know, cowl covering his head and everything. So, so why,
2: but, why was that the thing that
3: was like, oh, okay, cool. Cause I knew because I know this motherfucker is like an actual person. Like like yeah, so <laughs> that, everything yeah, else. Yeah, right. Everything was panicking because like I think I'm close I'm claustrophobic. I really don't know. Because it's not like I'm placed into like really – I'm fucking tiny, dude. So I was the guy when, you know, you had eight friends. They were like, you're getting in the trunk. And I'm like, all right, cool. Got in the trunk, no biggie. But like maybe three years prior to this experience, I uh, went to get a CAT scan, that giant-ass fucking machine. Right. And I'm like, I'm not claustrophobic, so I don't give a fuck. And then when I opened my eyes, I realized like – I don't want to be in here. This is really tiny. I can't move. And I started
2: panicking. That's when the anxiety kicks in. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So going into the body slider, I felt the same thing. But right when I knew someone was there mentally, I was like, okay, like this contraption I'm in has to be open. Right. I'm not really in a confined space. So I was like, all right, I'm good. Nice. So get up, walk to the end and they're like, all right, you guys, do you have fun? And we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, all right, take a picture. So they took a picture and they're like, cool. Like the exits over there for one last scream, fucking lights turn into strobe lights. The two kids that are playing in this little arcade area are actually like sliders and they slide into you and scare the shit out of you. And you walk through the doors and that's the end of the experience. So that was the first year. They did it three years after that. They took it out this past year. They took the maze out? They took the maze out. And it was a different experience every year. And you signed a waiver. You couldn't talk about it either like you weren't like they were like look we don't want you to ruin these experiences for people like you could talk about it next year but don't talk about it after that so what's
2: left after the maze uh at the end of like that specific year no like now okay you got Knott's farm and and you go there for halloween you do the haunt what else is there to do like once they got rid of that is there still a reason to go there
3: Knott's Berry Farm like on the off seasons of haunts hell yeah there's uh, there's so I like just for Halloween oh yeah, yeah well they have like during the day they have the little kids like Halloween stuff that have like the little kids mazes and you get like trick or treat stations Yeah, mm. uh, but they also have a whole bunch of different mazes and that's what makes it like the haunt so usually they have like 13 mazes some of them are like rip offs of like other things like at one point they had the Tooth Fairy, which originally was creepy as shit when you first went through it. That was his past year. But then at the end, out of nowhere, it twisted into like, remember the horror movie, The Dentist? No, I don't. Oh, is that with Colbin Bernson? I think so. Yeah. It's just some shitty fucking horror movie. It turns into that. And I was like, wait a minute. Like, you sold me on the Tooth Fairy. What does the dentist have to do with the Tooth Fairy? They're in and- cahoots. Yeah, I, apparently <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> like the dentists are banging the tooth fairies. I don't fucking know. It made no fucking sense. But we, yeah, so we, they have like they have mazes and stuff like that. I know they spent their money on the the asylum, which was it was it was a cool maze and it had like cool special effects. Mm. But it seems like they blew their wad on that maze, so the rest of the mazes sucked.
2: You think they'll go back? Since I mean, I'm sure there's like some kind there's a Yelp thing for them, and people are fucking giving them negative reviews and shit. They gotta go back to the way they used to be. I'm thinking.
3: Nah, no fucking way, man. If they would, if they were to go back to the way that that it used to be, they would go back to like their '80s when, in the '80s when they first started, and they they made they allowed actors to touch you, and they had stuff falling from the ceilings and shit like that they just at this moment like why do you need to go back to that you have halloween haunt you already have the name you don't need to prove shit to anybody whether it's good or bad you're still gonna buy a ticket because you know you want to go
2: yeah that's the thing They, they that's what i'm saying they're like resting on their laurels and shit yeah
3: but i mean hollywood horror nights oh shit that's at universal studios that's a different fucking story. Every year is just phenomenal. Highly suggest. If you can accomplish it once in your life, even the one in Florida,
2: I highly suggest doing it. See, I always see the commercials and it always looks so corny, but I keep hearing good shit about it. Well, that's the thing is you got to think about it this way. It,
3: it, it's, a, it's Universal Studios. It's going to be movie quality. And nine times out of 10, they're movie quality. Not only that, they have the best theory behind their mazes, which is called set them up, knock them down. Mm. Perfect example. I was walking down a corridor and it was like a Halloween maze and you see Michael Myers at the end of the corridor through, uh, through like an office glass window. Well, he's standing there. He goes off to the right real quick and I'm like, oh shit, something pops out from like a tiny, those tiny office windows like old school, like eighties and nineties office window pops out from there and scares the shit out of me from above me. Hence set them up. I'm looking this way, right. but the scare is actually coming from the right or the left of you. So they do a really good job of like that person that doesn't get scared to scare you. Unlike uh, Holly Halloween haunt at Knott's Berry farm, where it's just like, you know, nine times out of 10 where the monster is going to come from. Uh, okay. So they it's it's fucking great. The Walking Dead one I went through uh this past year was cool. Uh they did a this is the end, which I don't know why. Oh, I guess they're making a sequel to that movie, I think.
2: Probably because it's that movie's been out for a while now.
3: Yeah, so they they did a maze to that. That was okay. It was eh. I it's mean, comedy
2: it, horror, so it's just it is what it is.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like trying to walk through like if rubber was like a fucking maze. Like <laughs> You'd be like, I, why the fuck do we have this? So that's what it felt like. But You yeah, had to it bring good.
2: up Rubber, didn't you?
3: Hey, man, I will fucking defend that movie to the end. I don't care what Josh says. And Josh, I know you're listening. Fuck
2: you. Rubber is awesome. Hey, uh, my brother's Skyping in. This is strange. Oh, hey, hey, bring him on. Hello. Yo. Matt, do I still got you? I'm um, doing a podcast right now, and I put the other guy on hold because I don't know how to add calls.
4: Ah, oh, you put want me you to hang hold, up? All right.
2: Yeah, man. Yo, Matt. Yo, yo. Um, I'm gonna add him to the call. I just don't know how to do it. <laughs> um, um. Boom, boom, Mister Blonde. Bang. All right, so we're talking about. Um oh look, he's connecting.
3: Yeah, yeah, I see it right there.
2: Oh shit! All right, so Hollywood, uh, Hollywood uh, Horror Nights. Yeah, yes. so they they had an Alien
3: one, and that one was fucking sick. They had a uh, they had an Insidious one. That one was cool. It's just it's great the way they set up. Like they make an effort and know that it's gonna make money in order to do it. So it seems like. Universal definitely is like we have a stature that we need to stick to. Mm. We're going to stick to it from here on in.
2: That's great that like a a a big company is doing that. Like a a real deal studio was doing that. Cuz they used to be good. Cuz they used to be good. I mean, I went down to Universal Studios when I was a kid. And they had Jaws and fucking King Kong and all that shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they still have, like, some of that
3: stuff. Uh, At least... Yo. Yo.
4: Hey, what's up? Hey, hey. Um, Ed, uh, what's up? Uh, Nothing, man. I'm calling. uh, I'm calling.
2: (laughs) All right, listen. (laughs) I got my man, Matt, from... um, he, He runs a podcast uh what do you call that a network matt yeah sure. yeah we'll call it network that's fine yeah he's from um he's from la this is uh my brother anthony matt hey hey anthony how you doing man
3: what's up brother how you uh, doing all right good i'm doing good man i heard you on i think it was like two or three episodes ago with uh with jimmy i believe
4: yeah yeah as a matter of fact uh he'll be showing up at my house uh, in about a half hour nice we're nice. doing uh, Hotel Russo tonight. We got everybody here.
3: Nice. Hey, uh, wait, who's the one with the mane? Is it you or is it
4: Jimmy? <laughs> that's uh that's my boy Jimmy, the mint mane, because he's got the mane. fucking he's got the nicest hair in hardcore. Yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> the, that's, the, that's the saying from there on in. The nicest hair in hardcore right yeah. there. Oh,
4: forget it. He's sexy. <laughs> yeah. But what you know- he's doing? What, what he's talking shit about?
2: You want me to get off so you can do your thing? Now, what we were talking about was um, we're talking about like them fucking um. Actually, you know what? He he was talking about um, like Halloween Harvard Nights, Universal Studios, and there's a thing over there called Halloween Haunt. And I was actually gonna bring up the fucking asylum we broke into in Staten Island. You
3: guys broke into a fucking asylum.
2: Oh, uh, ah, damn it! I
4: can't. I did well. Th- one of the names is called the Bradley Houses.
2: Okay, so Matt, this is this is what this was. This was like it must have been around Halloween or something. There was of
3: course this- why it had to have been around Halloween. It wouldn't be around any
2: other time. Yeah, it must <laughs> no, not <laughs> well, necessarily, but <laughs> yeah, not necessarily, but uh yeah. So there was this. I think it was like a place where you they would put like troubled youth. Um, I guess schizophrenic youth or or just troubled youth, whatever. It's mental, physical, whatever. But they would keep them in these like uh, padded cells with sliding metal doors, and they just would fucking like Texas ab- chainsaw mass. Yeah, like oh, Texas shit, chainsaw, really? and they would abuse them. And there was like that door. they shut them down. So we we fucking broke in there. And we were just poking around in a big empty place, but you would see like, uh, I think I... gurneys rolling around—not rolling around, but gurneys there. It was just. I was like, up.
3: gurneys rolling around. I would ran the fuck out of there immediately. <laughs> <laughs> They're just like, that's
2: moving. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. There was a. Uh, uh, by the way, it was haunted too. Okay? It was haunted. Okay?
3: Was it legitly haunted or was it rumored to be
4: haunted? That's enough, Mike. Yes, yeah. That was a bogged out place, I huh,
2: do. Yeah, there's a documentary about it, actually. Um dude. What's the not- it- Cropsey? Cropsey,
0: yeah.
2: Oh shit. Yeah, that was on
3: uh that documentary that happened recently. They addressed it. It was like uh it wasn't urban legends, but it was something along the lines, right? And they go into John Wayne Gacy yeah, cr- and Clowns and stuff.
2: Uh Cropsey itself, the 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 name Cropsey, I think, is an urban legend. But they did go to that place for whatever reason. Josh saw it. I don't remember um, exactly. I didn't see it. But it was that place from that documentary, and it was fucking creepy as fucking is. You can see yeah. the scratch marks on the inside of the yeah, that's
0: that right.
3: Oh man, that's that's just as bad as uh uh on the over here in California they have a uh, Loma Vista hospital and it was I
0: don't like that name
3: yeah dude, i mean it's infamous for like ghost hunters to go into and stuff and uh my friend actually uh <laughs> this person's fired now but if you go you used to be able to go to the security guard you give him 20 bucks he would let you in and like lock really? you in there yeah yeah like he didn't give a shit you in. When- yeah, he'd he'd lock you in and be like, you know, you guys have like X amount of time to go in. You have to come back at this time. Don't scream, don't yell, be as quiet as possible, and that's it. And my friend was like, you know, we wanna actually catch something. He was like, Cool, when you go in, go down these specific stairs and through this tunnel, you'll it'll actually lead you to the like the the asylum part where all the crazy people were. Go into this specific room you'll catch something in there you'll you'll get something on your recording so she goes in and it says on the wall do not provoke any of the ghosts especially if you're a female it likes to attack females of course so
0: what's the
4: first thing you got to do
3: oh that's the first thing you got to do they go in and they're trying to be respectful but my friend's little sister is like this is fucking retarded nothing's retarded. happening it's lame you blah 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 provoke.
4: Being respectful, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: well, the one, well, they're like, "You know what? Let's get out of here. Nothing's happening." So they end up going home, and uh, my friend's little sister's like, "Dude, my back is burning like like crazy. i I don't know why. So she ends up lifting up the back of her shirt, says nothing but scratch marks down her entire back that are like bleeding and shit.
0: No. And she's, oh, like, yep,
3: yep, yep. No, no! I swear, man! I swear! Come
2: on! Listen, I don't s- know about husband. you
0: folks out there. <laughs> Before <laughs> I, she
2: left the house, she had a little brother. She was like, "Yo, Bill, scratch me here. up, Billy."
3: <laughs> 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 I'm gonna scare the shit out of my older sister. No, no, no! They, they, I've, uh, I've, I know this particular person, and they've had, they have an entity like at their house oh, as it is. So, like, she lives – they both live with, like, something there at the house. I've even experienced it, and I'm like, yo, you know what? Like, I don't want to be at your house. Like, it makes me really fucking uncomfortable. Really? Yeah, yeah. The, it's some guy, and it's, like, weird because, like, they'll have, like – they'll be sleeping, and they'll feel like somebody, like, get into bed with them. I might add, like, the whole house is nothing but females and stuff. And they've caught it. They've seen it. Doors have closed. Doors uh, Doors have opened. Cats have randomly just like scurried away. The dogs have just go ape shit, barking at a corner and shit. I
2: think like, the neighbor, neighbor just, just knows how to get in and out real good. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, things are disappearing. Is it like fucking gold chains and no, watches? No no. It's not,
3: no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. It's nothing like that. But yeah, I've been there too, where I'm like, I'll be sitting there and I'll be like, hey, like, like I'll be like, Should, my friend will be like, all right, let's go. Let, let's get out of here. And I'll be like, oh, well, like, do you want to say bye to your uncle? And she's like, what do you mean? I'm like, your uncle is here. Like, he's sitting in the living room, right? And she's like, there's nobody else here but me and you. And I'm like, you know what? Let's get the fuck out of here. I don't want to be in your house any longer. So yeah, she's she's one of those people that just, she's one of those people that just, like, sh- she, she knows and has experienced things. So that's why she's like, I want to catch stuff. Like, I want to, re- in fact, if I could find, her recordings, I think they're still on SoundCloud. I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and I'll, I'll send them to you via Twitter, and you could listen to the audio that she got from Loma Vista because it's there. Let me,
4: let me ask you guys something, right? Why does uh, ghosts, right? Why do they always haunt? You know what I asked? Right? Um, Why can't they just sit down, chill out, split a fucking hero, hang out? Who
2: I asked. I had a paranormal investigator on my show one time, right? You and um, did? Yeah. <laughs> it, it 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 wasn't the greatest. It wasn't my greatest episode because this guy didn't tell me anything. Uh-huh. But I, I asked him that question, and you know what? I don't remember what he said. <laughs> I should have <laughs> even brought that up. But it has uh-huh. something to do with with <laughs> You know why you do don't remember? Because he told you nothing, man. It, it, it's something like they're stuck. My question was, why do they always play tricks? Right. I I mean, look,
3: I've I'm a person that has I I know you guys are gonna call bullshit and everything, but you know what, like I have like that sixth sense and I've experienced a lot of lot of things throughout my years and I don't know if they're just messing with you or if it's like they don't like you there. Like it, it could be anything like there's Never. entities that can't are little kids
4: huh <laughs> can't they do more like what the, the best thing you could do is like make my make my keys disappear <laughs> hey man you they know? love put, they, they love putting the remote underneath your sofa all right man yeah. <laughs> there's
0: that person
4: i i got a five-year-old who could do that for me i need a <laughs> i need a fucking ghost
2: yeah that was hey. uh that was the thing i always i said to this guy too i was like you know, if 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 they don't like me so much, why don't they just like cut my throat in the middle of the night instead of knocking my mirror off the desk? I don't think they physically
3: can, man. Oh, it's like yeah, but
2: if- oh, it's like ghost, the, like the the uh, Patrick Swayze where you have to really concentrate. Like oh, they gosh. can only do little yeah. things. Wow, now we're yeah, being Swayze. They got a short, they got short attention
0: spans. <laughs>
3: Well, I mean, like the theory behind it would be that they have to conjure up this energy just for you to see them. So imagine not only how much energy they would have to pull in to make make you see them, but physically harm you like that's got to if we're going to go off of like the you know, the saying of like that particular route. It would have to be a lot of fucking power they're drawing just to try and attempt to grab something, lift it
2: up, and hurt you. And here's another question I have, too, is, like, what is the ghost wearing? Like, do you get to pick what you ghostly (laughs) wear? Hell no. It's not a a sheet and big chains? That's what I'm thinking.
3: Hey, man, I'm okay with the fucking Scrooge, a Christmas story ghost, man. That scared the living shit out of me, dude. That visited me in the night?
4: You're not good with, like, a ghost who's naked running around with his schwants hanging out? Hey, man. Hey, that ghost is fucking ballsy as
3: hell to do that, though. That's the way he wanted to go out. He's like, fuck it. I'm going naked and fucking lonely as hell.
2: Dude, more power to you, man. That's just scary than the chains.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. But, yo, what about, like, The Entity? The movie The Entity it was supposed to be a true story. Did you see that she back? was getting
3: raped. No, no, no. I didn't see it. What's The Entity?
4: Oh, you didn't. That's no. sick, somewhat.
2: Yeah, this. Uh, it's based on a true story right. where this woman had a ghost in a house that was raping her.
3: I've never seen that. It's a pretty you good know, movie. I,
4: I got Yeah, It's to actually. That. I mean, it's dated. You know, it's dated, but it, actually, that's what makes it a good movie because it's dated. I mean, th- there's one part in the movie where she's, I like, where she might put on a makeup, and she just catches like a crack to the face. <laughs>
3: I don't Whoa, remember. Oh, shut part. the hell up! Really, the ghost doesn't like makeup. <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> just wait. You meant like a crack to the face, like she got socked, right?
4: <laughs> yeah, she uh, she was putting on a makeup, and it, she just got cracked out of nowhere. And then there's uh, there's another part in the movie where she's laying on the bed. And you could see <laughs> besides her giant 1979 bush, you could see like the <laughs> fingers, the fingers on her legs and her, on her breast.
2: It actually uh, looks good when he did it. Yeah, yeah no, it did, man. It was creepy as hell. No, Mike. <laughs> yeah, because you see her titties are out and you see something squeezing them.
3: Barbara, Barbara Hershey, that that's her name, and yep. she looks, like, just,
0: she, she looks yeah, like she looks like she
3: has awesome tits. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, yeah but you is. know what it is.
0: Yeah,
4: you, you no, know, they are nice, but you just can't take your eyes off a of broccoli because it's huge. It's like back <laughs> in the day. No, no, back in the day they didn't shave. Like, hey man, it's the
3: '80s, dude. It was okay to rock that, man. You were expecting a bush back in the. Oh, no, Yo,
4: you, you're 100 percent right. When you back then, if you were to soar and you were like our age then. You would have been like, "Yeah, yo, look at that shit, son! <laughs> <laughs> all proud
3: of it. Look at it in all yeah, its chia yeah. pet glory."
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, Look at that bush, son. Because <laughs> nowadays, you know, the the bush is out. So now we we don't we didn't know what we didn't have. Do you remember like? <laughs> do, you, do you remember like fucking like like, right. like like going in there with a machete? And like you have to pull shit apart and fucking lick the stink off.
3: Oh man, I I, I, Juice, I, I wait. <laughs> I don't know if I experienced those days, guys. Like oh, wait, I even, wait, I don't even know how old you are. Uh, I'm I'm 26. Oh like, 26. shit, yeah, uh, you're I'm youngin'. 26. All right. Yeah, dude, I I was around for the yeah, shave serious.
2: there. Dude, let me tell you something, Matt. <laughs> D- there was some girls had such a bush that it, it smelled like a closet. So you'd have have to lick the stink off.
3: Oh, man. I had this this one girlfriend that that didn't shave, and I felt bad because she didn't have an ass. So her (laughs) jeans would slip down. And there was one time where she was standing there, and, like, she's standing on top of something. I don't even know why. And we were all, like, with her friends and shit. And I look up, and I could see her pubic hair, like, popping out of her jeans. Wow. That was... (laughs) I was like, yo, 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 like, you got to you got to you got it. You gotta, and she's like, what? And I'm like, just, 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 just come down. Just come. Uh, let, let's talk. I need to talk to you real quick. And I had to pull her aside. And I'm like, your fucking pubes are popping out. And she was like, oh, shit. That's did hilarious. you say to
4: her? Did you say, listen, come here. I got to talk to you. You got to trim that bush. <laughs> no, what? And look, if I wanted
3: to get laid, I'm definitely not telling her, you got to trim your fucking vagina. Dude. Actually, it's
4: the other way around, buddy. Tell her if you want to get laid, you need to trim that <laughs>
3: Uh, remember who wears the pants in this relationship, all right?
2: <laughs> oh, you know what I'm saying? Wait Come a minute. on, not She had such a flat ass that her pants fell
3: off. I <laughs> swear to god, dude, I'm not over exaggerating at all. No, that's,
4: now that's flat.
3: Yeah, it was like it yeah, it was it it, it was bad. I'm not going to lie. It was it was bad. I used to work but, at
2: this place, uh a warehouse, right? And we used to drive the forklifts around and there was a, and there was a very um like people from all over the place every country there was this one girl from I think she was from Argentina she had the flattest ass in the world that like the rumor which became truth was that someone smashed her with a forklift <laughs> <laughs> the rumor that became true.
4: Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like urban
2: legend.
3: Like some, some guy named Bob was like, no, I'm the one that
2: flattened her. Yeah. It nah, was, it was Gustavo. <laughs> fucking <laughs> smashed her Gustavo. ass. Gustavo! <laughs> he smashed her ass with a forklift and flattened it.
4: How did she look, though, Mike? Did she Was she good-looking and her ass was just flat or what? She had the best set of titties I've ever seen in my life. Oh, my God.
3: The, dude, it might have been my ex-girlfriend because she had the greatest tits in the world, but absolutely no ass
4: whatsoever. <laughs> Isn't that a shame? That happens. No, it is. Well, let me ask you, what do you do with that? Because, look, skinny women with big, giant tits is very sexy, but... The flat ass is rough to look at. It, oh, it is it's tough. It's, it's tough. It's tough. No matter how big the titties are. You
2: never want to yeah, have a girl with a sagging, pa- saggy pants.
0: Yeah, they,
2: yeah, they slip down. Come on, bitch! <laughs> <laughs>
3: now, now, Mike, I want to talk about something real quick. Uh, you, I, you were talking to Polly about, um, about a playground, I believe in the Bronx on one of your recent episodes. Am I wrong?
2: It was probably uh, Diker Park in Brooklyn.
3: Yeah, yeah. And it has like maybe two or four basketball courts, a giant grass area, and a little, like, not a little playground, but a solid playground for the kids, correct? Yeah. I pissed at that area when I went to New York, dude. Oh,
2: wait. and Diker Park has basketball hoops? Yeah, there's about eight of them.
4: It's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's got about eight courts, a handball court, a playground, a big field.
3: And there's a huge... Wait, it might be the wrong area because is there like... Bro, oh,
4: there's two
2: parks right in that vicinity. There's two huge parks. Well, here's the thing. Were, were you under the Varizano Bridge?
3: Dude, I don't even know. All I know is I was going to... I was I was staying in Manhattan... I I took uh, I took the train down to to Brooklyn and I went to a bar, I think it was Saint Vexen. Saint Vixen? Saint Vitus. Saint yeah, Vitus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going there.
4: And oh, I you had, were in Williamsburg, man. You were with the, uh, you were with the hipsters down there.
3: Oh, uh, I've, I didn't know, man. My phone told me the best, uh, <laughs> metal slash punk bar to go to, so I went to it, man. You know what? It's a
2: nice, it's a good place. I like that place.
3: It was cool, man. Like they were doing metal karaoke. It started at twelve o'clock at night. I fucking yeah, went up place. and I did. I went up and did "Die Die My Darling." I got fucking a free shot because I sang it so good, and nice. it, it was a cool nice. night, man. Did anyone? But, yeah. <laughs>
2: Anyone try huh? to pull off Angel of Death? No,
3: but some guy tried to sing mother and it was the funniest fucking oh, gosh. thing. Cause no, 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 Why? no, no. It, it, it's worse than you think it is. This guy was like This guy was like, Mother, <laughs> tell your children <laughs> to not walk my way. I was like, Are you fucking uh, kidding
0: me? Is so that Shatner?
3: <laughs> yeah, dude, he it might as well have been Shatner singing it. <laughs> tell your children not. To walk my way. I was like, what the
4: fuck is it? It sure wasn't bad already. Like, Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. And on top of it, the guy at the very end tried to get a shot. And he was like, no, you suck, bro. Like, get the
4: fuck out of here. Oh, you got to like that, though, right? No no political correctness there. None of that bullshit. Like, you know, listen, guy, if you just practice, you'll be all right. (laughs) Straight up, bro. You fucking suck. No shot. No shot for you. No shot, but
3: I went up, dude, and I did "Die, Die, My Darling." I did my my best Danzig that I could do, and fuck it, I got a free shot at the end. And it was weird too, cause people came up and were singing it with me, and nice. it was like I was like singing like to an actual crowd with a band behind me. But no, it was just karaoke. I was like, that's fucking weird, but whatever. Like, I had a great time, man. Fuck it, but going down there was sketch, dude. I felt like. I was either going to get stabbed or raped because the streetlights were, like, a half a mile apart and, like, Man, been it's
0: been a, where, forever. It's, it's not the bad rape over there now, though. In.
3: Dude, it was like I was going to get mugged or something. It was like, can we get more streetlights and maybe new <laughs> light bulbs in this shit? It's like, nah, bro. Like, you know
4: what, though? Williamsburg looks sketchy, but you are totally safe over there.
3: That's that's nice to know. Next time I go, I'll make sure to, to
4: film. Yeah, you're, you're, you're very good over there. I mean, you're gonna catch a couple skids here and there, but you're uh, in that neighborhood. You're good. To be honest with you, years ago you would have been worse off. Where you took a piss near the park. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> back back in the day, there were so many Italian gangsters in that neighborhood. If they would have caught you taking a piss, I would have been the last one.
2: They wouldn't uh, have seen you no more. It's actually but I ran. No,
0: it's for real.
3: Yeah, I I ran into some uh, some old lady. Uh, I I ended up uh, fostering a dog, and I was taking him to to go get adopted and stuff. And it was some old lady, and she came out, and she's uh, she's talking to me about like she's from Brooklyn, and like she's like you young people these days, you know you 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 keep getting into relationships, my. My boyfriend couldn't touch me because I had so many brothers. They'd kick his fucking ass if he did anything. And I'm fucking sitting there just like uh, laughing my ass Sorry, I'm trying. I'm trying hard. I'm trying hard. But it was there
4: great. Go, you're, you're on your way.
3: <laughs> but it was great. She's like, you know, the police used to bother me all the time. But, you know, if they, once they found out who my father was, they stopped fucking with me because they knew they was dead. And I was like. That's oh, I don't want to know who your dad is. Like you wanna know
4: something? You know what's fucked up? That at, at one point, that is all true.
0: Yeah, right? Well, like, that shit up. you see
4: in movies is all real down there at one point. No more. It's but no, not, not anymore. It's very little, not like it used to be, but that neighborhood it was uh not Williamsburg. Oh, if you were down by Dyker Park, that's where me and Mike are from. That's Bensonhurst. That neighborhood was all mobbed up. If you did the wrong thing over there, it wasn't like the movies, you know? It was, like, serious, you know? It, it was
2: tough. Yeah, that's um, that's what Paulie was saying that when I had him on last week. It's it's a lot of Chinese over there now. More, though. Oh, yeah a, lot,
4: yeah. a lot of Koreans, man. A lot of Koreans.
2: Amen. I mean, they were there back in the day, too.
4: Yeah, they were, they've were. they always been there. they they definitely always been there. But what happened was most of the Italians and the Irish that lived there, they all, a lot of them kind of bounced out. They either went to Diker Heights or, you know, where the bigger houses are, like 12th Avenue, or they bounced over the bridge over to Staten Island.
3: Well, according to this chick, now, I guess you guys would be able to confirm this, but, like, if you were Irish or Italian, like, you got fucked with really bad. Well that's she's going well, wait, she's well, be going way back. Yeah, well she was pretty old, I'm not going to lie. But <laughs> but like I I didn't even know that was a thing that like Irish and like that they were like fucked with in like Brooklyn and stuff like Fucked with by who? By the cops and stuff.
0: Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, she uh, might
3: be
2: going back to like pre-Godfather yeah, shit. No, it can't be that old, man. Yeah,
4: no, I mean, yeah, it, she's definitely talking. That was that's before me and Mike for sure. That's like, probably she's probably talking the, about
2: her parents' time. Oh, uh,
4: without, yeah, well, without a doubt, without a
3: doubt, her dad was apparently a part of something, man. And I didn't want to know what. I'm, I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. When she said that, I was like, I'd like to live. You don't have to talk about who your dad is. Like, it'd be really appreciated. Yeah. So what it was no, is. My, oh,
4: <laughs> what's up, Ant? Well, I was like, the less you know, the better. Yeah, yeah,
3: exactly, exactly. Ignorance is definitely bliss in this case, man. She was yes, probably talking about point,
2: yeah. her father was probably an immigrant, and they probably they had a rough, you know? That's I'm thinking, too, she's going back to that, like, when the yeah. cops just fucked with
4: everybody. Because at one point, you're not going to fuck with any Italians in that neighborhood.
2: <laughs> well, you know, all the Irish, too, man. The Irish were a force in, in NYC. I was just going to say
4: that, too. The Irish, the old school Irish, well, not old, old school, but when I was when I was living there and growing up there, the Irish were headbreakers. You ain't going to push them around. <laughs> Bay Ridge was Irish. Bensonhurst was Italian. Uh, Sunset Park was Puerto Rican, and uh, Bed-Stuy was black. And every one of those neighborhoods, the blacks don't come over here. You don't go over there. Puerto Rico's invite—that's how it was, man. You, you you respected each and every neighborhood, and if you crossed the line, you got beat up. It was, but it was—I know it sounds fucked up, but it was like a respected thing. Like you know, what I mean, if I would have gone over to the wrong neighborhood and took a beating, I would have chalked it up. Like you know, I wouldn't went home and be like, "Wow, that was fucking dead wrong. They shouldn't have did that." I would have chalked it up as that street
2: life. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
3: Yeah. Now, now. Yeah, yeah. Out of sheer curiosity for both you guys, since you guys are on the East Coast, I'm actually kind of curious how the uh how the hardcore scene is over there. Like, does it feel as as heavy as it was back in like the eighties, or does it feel like it's kind of like a dying breed?
2: Let me let me let me take this one out because I was actually gonna bring this man, up. Go ahead, man. I yes. was actually gonna bring this up, Matt, when you were talking about your last experience.
3: Getting um, my ass kicked went- by skinheads. Just to, just to bring it up to you, uh, Anthony, I got my ass kicked by, uh, by skinheads. So. But he
2: got uh, his ass kicked oh, by s- sucks. But he was doing it defending his friend who was getting his ass kicked by skinheads. That, that doesn't suck, then.
4: I know that sounds fucked up, but if you take a beating for your friend, there's nothing dishonorable or feeling bad about that. That's what you're supposed to do, unfortunately. Thanks, See, man. I appreciate it.
2: Here's the thing over here. like, um, If there's someone... In the pit being stupid, he gets an ass kicking, he had it coming. But if someone like accidentally hits a guy and the guy fucking calls his skinhead friends to go kick his ass, those skinhead friends are going to be the ones who are going to end up with the beating. Because this whole fucking, it's like a family feeling. It's like everyone's on the same page everyone's there for the same reason, Absolutely. everyone's got mutual respect, it's all love. So those out that outside element, not that it's not that they're not there. There's always people who, you know, aren't, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but yeah. for the most part, everyone kind of knows everybody one way or another.
3: See, that's awesome cuz it really doesn't feel like that over here. It just feels like you're an ant amongst like humans. Like if you're oh, in the crowd. No, man.
4: Not here. Not here, man. I mean, at least that's you heard what Mike just said. That's exactly how I feel. When we when we go to shows together, me and Mike, we walk in the bar. Everybody knows us. And if they don't know us personally, they know all of us and we know of them. And we, you know, mm-hmm. you're not gonna you stick up for each other and you look out for each other. And that's what not to be biased to New York hardcore only, but to me, I think the greatest scene is New York hardcore, not just not because of the music or whatever, because it, you really feel a sense of, of family like, you know, it, it's as hard to explain, but yeah. like it's almost like these people, you're your brothers like it's 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 a good thing, though, man. I love it. I love it to death,
0: man.
3: Yeah, well, it sounds like it, too, when like Jimmy was talking about it and all the bands that he was getting, like. Like, he was talking about Antidote, and I was like, what the fuck, dude? He got, like, Antidote? Like, that's crazy. To get a band, like, on that sort of, like, stature on, like, the West Coast to to play for you, like, you have to be, like, 110% homies. If not, you're going through the booking agent, and you're paying... X amount of money before they perform and X amount of money at the door. So that's why I was like, I was so curious as to how it is. Cause like over here, like I know people from like union 13, they're an amazing punk band, but you know, like if I ever wanted them to be like, look, I want to do a benefit show or I want to try to put on a show. Would you guys headline? It probably wouldn't fly at
0: all. Oh oh, yeah.
3: yeah, Yeah. Most definitely. Yeah. And it, it just, if it like, I love don't get me wrong I love the music beyond belief but like with so many things that have happened like to me and experience in the scene as well as like knowing people on a personal level like I just don't bother I don't bother anymore my dreams of like me attempting to start like a music promoting I mean a music uh uh you know like a booking agent and shit uh, have died a long time ago knowing like if I were to hit up everybody that I knew and be like, I want to do some shows. Do you guys want to do it? Maybe 10% of them would say yes. And that's a big fucking maybe.
2: Yeah, right. I could see, I could see how, you, how you have your feelings like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. I, you know what? I tell you what.
4: There is elements out there. Like like, let's say you decided you wanted to come to the East Coast and do the same thing, right? Yeah. <clears throat> you wanted to pursue your uh, dream of booking, right? Or whatever it is, right? And you, you come over to the East Coast. Look, as much as everybody's family, and it's great, it also has a flip side to it. <laughs> you know what I mean? You, you're not going to come over here and just start snatching bands up. You know For what sure. I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you know who just showed up at my house? Uh-oh. The guy with the nicest hair and the hardcore. <laughs> you you want to say hello real quick? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I'll put you out for the second.
2: One oh, second. boy. Here we go. Yo, oh, man. Yo, but like I was party, saying
4: man. real quick, sorry about that. But uh, yeah, you, you're not just going to come <laughs> over. Yeah, you heard that?
0: <laughs> I did. I did.
4: You're, you're not going to just come over and like stamp the fucking ground and say, I'm going to start doing this. Like, they're not going to have that. You're gonna What you're going to have to do is you might have to talk to a few people and get it right. You understand where I'm going with that?
3: Yeah, 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 for sure.
4: Yeah, other than that, man, listen, like I said, and like Mike said, it's, it's a good family atmosphere. You got some fucking knuckleheads. Always. But for the most part, bro, yeah, always, man, but for the most part, everybody's fucking dynamite, man. You're not going to get fucking jumped and shit
2: like that, Not at least not in this scene, and I've been on it for a long time. And the knuckleheads are the guys, like the, the guys who want to start trouble, They're the minority. Like, they know not to do it because they'll be out. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. That's fucking awesome, man. That's awesome to hear. Now, out of sheer curiosity, too, is is, does hardcore align with punk rock with you guys? Or is hardcore hardcore and punk rock is punk rock?
2: You know, there's not too many straight-up punk bands uh, over here, really.
4: Yeah, I I don't think I could really name, like, a couple, like, straight punk bands that are, like... It's more mostly of a, hardcore.
2: Oh, it is more like, more like of a metal. Metal bands will be commingled with hardcore bands at shows. Um, a more, more so than punk. Is it like crossover where it's like that thrashy kind there, of metal? There's some of that, sure. Yeah, definitely. Oh yeah, there's a lot of that floating around. For that sure. metal stuff.
1: Ah, uh, with the metal. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Oh, yeah, yeah. Man, that's
3: fucking awesome! Just hearing Jimmy in the background, man. Hey, you
4: you mind the fight? Yeah. Well, how was it over in L.A., man? What's it like over there with the scene? What, what Look, you got? Scene? What do you tr- got? Over
3: truth there? be told, man, it, it's mostly punk rock. Like hardcore is cool, but hardcore goes into like different different routes that you wouldn't expect it's going down. I mean, with bands like. uh um, I think I don't know if Suffocate is from over here, but I think with bands like uh, like Suffocate, Winds of Plague, like it's heavier. It's that growly kind right. of hardcore. You're not going to you're rarely going to find a band that would sound like uh, like Gorilla Biscuits or.
2: Uh, you know what? There, there was uh, Powerhouse was a great West Coast yes. band who Powerhouse had that kind of kill. sound. Yeah, well, I'm still waiting for,
3: like, a band like Slapshot to appear again, like, from, like, West Coast. I, I don't, I don't, they're, they're, that kind of sound doesn't exist. And it seems like even at this very moment within punk rock, I mean, there was already two documentaries that hit, like, Slam Dance this year and last year. And it had to do with, like, the East LA punk rock scene. And behind that is actually one specific Person speaking of power mike one specific person that basically says like you're playing or you're not playing and this is within like the like backyards and i'm not gonna say that person for just for respect purposes don't even do it yeah
4: don't do that
3: but it's like it's like if you don't run through this person and you don't do what they say you're outed that's kind of stupid Oh, yeah, dude, beyond belief.
4: That's not very hardcore, though. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah yeah,
3: yeah and, and that's the thing is like that's why it's like I wanted to ask about that with the punk rock and the hardcore because like some people feel it's like hand in hand like personally I feel it's hand in hand like D- DYS and like all those bands and like Circle Jerks and like Bad Religion back in the day when they first started off with like how could hell be any worse like yeah. that was all like hardcore to everybody and out of nowhere something got lost in translation and something felt like very like unity driven like agnostic front and stuff like that but then you had on like the the West Coast it it went towards like the street punk kind of sound yeah it
2: did, it did didn't it
3: yeah so it's like you're not gonna find another band and another band like like Circle Jerks Adolescents T S O L you're not gonna find those kind of punk bands anymore and even then when you come within Los Angeles you have like your Huntington Beach punks which would be like A Descendants kind of sound, but when you go deeper into Los Angeles, you have like your Casualty sound, where it's all about drinking beer and getting fucked up, and that's what they're singing about. Rarely ever are you finding anything that's like heavily political nowadays, and it's all cut within within specific areas, and there's no real unity. As much as you'd be like, oh, like Redondo Beach is like twenty or thirty minutes from Los Angeles, these punks must know each other. They don't, and it's because. No, not even close. And, and it's it to me when I'm seeing it from the outside in. That's why I don't. I'm like I don't know if I really I love the music, but do I really want to be a part of something like this where like everything is so divided and cookie cutted? Even the bands that join super bands now, like Casey Royer, the singer of Di, he has a band called the Yeasty Boys, where they're like clowns that do punk rock covers and they like make them clown. Related. They dress like clowns. Yeah, yeah. They, they like legitly dress like clowns. Boys, <laughs> the yeasty boys, man. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny because like, like instead of like wild in the streets, they'll sing like circus in the streets, running, oh, running. Wild. It's fucking hilarious, oh, God. dude. And it, oh, <laughs> that's horrible. Hey man, Christ. hey man, Steve Soto, the bassist of the adolescents, I swear to God, once in a blue moon, he's playing bass for them, man. Like, cause all those older cats know each other. Manic Hispanic, I mean, half of them is like the adolescence and social distortion, you know, and you wouldn't even know it unless you were really paying attention. So, like, yeah. it, you, it, you played with fear, I, right? I, I did play with Fear. I played with Fear. I've played with the Dickies. I've played with Naked Aggression. I've played with a few other what punk band bands too. Been? Huh? What's your band? My band, well my band was The Regrets and it was intentionally R E - G R E T S like The Regrets. Bad, kid. No. Heads me- it was at a it was at a festival. I was like, you know what? Like I'm fucking I'm done. Like I don't need Anybody,
0: to be anything I can hear anywhere.
3: Uh no. I mean, there might be one or two YouTube videos of us. I'll 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 go ahead and I'll send a link. Yeah, I, I actually I actually just recovered a recording that we paid for, and the recording company that we went with lost all of our files. And on top of it, like <laughs>
0: Come
3: on dude who lost? has
0: the masters. Yeah, yeah, this yeah, is yeah f-
3: exactly. And I'll even talk-
1: Dirk Dickla had his masters because <laughs> he made magic. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but yeah, I actually I was able to recover three of the songs, but even the songs are like out of sync. So I am personally editing them and trying to, to make them like sound legit. I actually recorded one song. Recently, I still got two more songs. So once they're all polished off, I'll make sure to tag uh, a Gungo podcast and uh, go ahead and check it out. Yeah, we were called The Regrets. And uh, it was funny when we started off, I told them they laughed at me though, but it was my 110% intention. I was like, I want to be the doors of the punk rock world. And they're like, What the fuck does that mean? I'm like, it means hey, that, what, what, does that, that? what does that even mean? What
0: it means
3: is what it means is is that punk rock is so fucking cookie cut. You need to sometimes jump out of your barrier and. Conquer things that maybe Shouldn't be in punk rock But you can make it work Some jazz drums in there Is fucking bananas If you could get the right drummer A great Someone that could solo Would be fucking awesome How about you not sing about Getting shit faced How about you sing about something Maybe a little more poetic Maybe a little bit more That you're actually Stepping out of the barrier Yeah you're punk rock But at the same time Like Fugazi would be The perfect example It's fucking punk rock but dude, is that not jazzy as fuck? And it made such a huge influence on several fucking bands still to this
1: day. That's and- why you don't have bands that sound like old school first, like, the, oh. that's why you don't have first, you know, first tier fucking band sounds no more because of things like that. And I'm not knocking Fugazi yet. Yeah, they were influential, this, that, and the third. But that's why you don't have bands that sound like that first string of bands because they changed up the whole game. And now you get from that, and then you go from, you go from the first tier, you know, way back in the day, and then you have these bands like Fugazi and Shelter and stuff like that, and then you wind up going into the hardcore thing, and then that morphs into a little bit more crossover, and then you have the modern day hardcore, which has very metallic influence to it. So everything take has its own natural progression in doing shit like that. But then again, you could still go out and fucking. Do something that's not not necessarily quote unquote cookie cutter, but your sound can be completely fucking different and still talk about the relevant punk quote unquote punk rock things.
4: Holy shit! Well, you just say, say that. What did you just I- say?
3: My bandmates were very supportive, and uh, at first they were like, "I don't understand what you're trying to do." And then when we started going down like the rabbit hole of our music, we it really it worked out perfectly like we were a three-piece band and we intentionally added different things into the music that made it really good we had like a six-minute song called fucking willy wonka's mutant factory That's where scary. we're talking about it had like a double meeting where like the oompa loom was like eight and like fucking destroyed the kids but it was actually the underlining of it was like Take care of your fucking kids and, like, discipline your kids and do what you need to do as a parent. Like, don't let them run around and just be the, you know, like, little miscreants, dude. Like, do what you have to do. You're a parent. You created them. Go along with that. Yeah, 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 for sure. I The the few songs that we do have recorded... One of them is called Mechanized Death. And from one point of view during the verses, it's actually a drunk driver flying down the street. And then when it gets to like every other verse, it's the person getting hit by this car and the things that he's experiencing. So that's called Mechanized Death. Another one is called Our Humble City. And uh, another one that I wrote and I intentionally tried to make it like a Western sounding Song. It's called "The Last Outlaw," and it's like very bluesy, but punk rock, kind of western, and it's essentially about death. And that no matter what, like no matter what you do, death is inevitable, and he will be here to take you. So understand, like you could you could be a good person on this world, or you could go ahead and go down the bad route. But no matter what, the last person that you're going to meet in your life is death.
2: Beautiful. I like that. Hey. Yes. Yeah, hey. Um. I wanted to ask: Do you have any
4: like straight? Straight up hardcore bands over there that are out now, like uh
3: I mean, if like, you're looking for that man it's it's gotta be like trash talk, um maybe rotting out but rotting out has more of like that suicidal sound,
1: yeah, but did- didn't rotting out just pack it up? they just recently played their last show, didn't they?
3: um, I'm not quite sure if they did, I'm gonna be pretty pissed, I'm not gonna lie, man, so thanks for uh. <laughs> <laughs> Things are busting that bubble on me. <laughs>
1: ah, sorry, man. No, but no, that's what I heard. I heard that they, they recently did or they're planning like their last show. Because I'm a huge Bane fan. And, oh, dude, me too, man. So, But like I heard like through them or something like that, that Rotting Out has either done or is doing like their last show and they're calling it quits as a band.
3: Did you check out that last Bane album? The very last one they came out with?
1: Don't Wait Up? Yeah. Yeah, of course. I've seen them like six times in the last year, and uh, I'm going to see them again March. And then I'll probably, if if things pan out correctly, I'm going to try to make my way to Boston for their final last show ever.
2: That's fucking. Oh, no, they st- stink.
3: Oh, come on, you're Shut kidding up, me. oh Mike. You're kidding me, like right?
0: Them.
2: What? They're fucking awesome. Why? Why don't you like them? You know why? Because I heard like two well, of their songs by accident, and they were good. So I got a whole fucking album. I was like, what is this? Then I saw them live, and I was like, what What are they doing? The guy's not even singing.
1: Listen, because it's completely crowd participation. Listen, Bane is one of those bands. Bane is one of those bands. I know people who despise them. I know people who love them. Me, personally, I never really knew any. The first time, I mean, I heard of Bane, but the first time I ever heard their music was when they covered... We Stand Alone on the Sick of It All cover album. So they did that. And then I saw them open for Sick of It All. And when I saw them open for Sick of It All at the Gramercy Theater, I think it was like 2007, I was like, who is this band? And I went and I copped all their shit. And they are an amazing band. To me, it sounds really stupid and, 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 and kind of cheesy. But Bane, to me, is like, actually like an important band. And I'm going to be very sad when they're done. Yeah, me too. Bane... Is a hardcore band. Bane, all their messages and shit like that, they are a hardcore band through and through. They breathe, live, and shit hardcore. They live out of their van. They travel like crazy. They don't care about money. And all their messages are all positive. And they are a hardcore band. Period. And they're awesome.
3: I, I agree, dude. Eyes. Like, they were just. Like their sound, their meaning, their reason for standing. Like there's so many even like like straight up punk rockers that can't deny Bane because their sound, well, it's, it's just true. everything about it's them.
4: Hardcore. Everything they do is hardcore, whether you really like them or not. And I tell you what, I'm with my brother. I'm not a big Bane fan, but I've seen them live a bunch of times, and they they fucking kick ass live, man. I this is really you can't deny it. Like I tell you what, I was I was me and Jimmy were talking about it a while back, and and Mike too. Madball, I I always liked them, but I was never huge on them until I saw them live, and now Michael tell you too, man, live they they're ridiculous. Some bands you got to see live, and and they grab you, and you know you see what's up when you see them, you know.
3: You know, I'll agree with you 110 percent. I actually due to this podcast, you guys were talking about Madball. so it had to have been the same episode that, that you were on. so I, I checked out Madball. and you know what? Like, I, I, could, I could listen to it, but definitely, like I don't know if like I would go to a show, but if you're suggesting that see him live and it might change my mind, I, why not? I would definitely go and check you, it out. You
1: can, you, you can count on one hand, hands down that there's no better band live than Madball. Yeah, Sick yeah. of it all, Madball, yeah. and that's like it. No one's topping Madball live. Yeah, hey, it,
2: it uh, is really. You know
0: it's
2: what? Cool. I- I'm going to have to, I could probably name about 10 more bands that are better than <laughs> Madball live. Yeah, maybe <laughs> Life of Agony, right? Yo, Gorilla Biscuits and Judge were fucking off Yeah. The Judge was serious live, GDH huh? is through the
4: roof.
3: Um, I'm going to go ahead and maybe say not on that one. They're a good act, but I wouldn't put them in my top
2: 10 at all. When I seen them live, it was fucking brilliant. Maybe I caught them on a good night because I only seen them once. Oh, you know what?
4: I'll tell you what. Another band, just the same. I've always respected her, but I was never a big fan. And I did see them live a few times, but in the last couple of years, I have seen them live two or three times. And I gotta tell you, man, impressive as fuck, man. Biohazard. Oh, they're live. live. Live, fucking. I've never been a big Biohazard fan. I like I said, I always liked them, but I the last couple of times I saw them, Mike, remember them at BNB? Sick, yeah. Oh, uh, dude, you, you got to see them live to really... And you, you're going to say, wow, I, I'm I'm a Biohazard fan. If I wasn't before, I am now. So that's a band you got to see live right there. All
2: right, yeah, let me tell man. you who one of the best live bands I've ever seen was. And this is going to bug you out. It's a West Coast band. Life of Agony. Life of Agony. Oh, oh, oh God. Oh, v- VOD. I don't... I... VOD. Oh, oh, God. oh man. <laughs> <laughs> power champion
3: okay yeah yeah yeah. i mean i i can happened, see that dude i can see that for sure i, seen I them at saw CBG's them
2: with agnostic front they were fucking so what good man i think i might have been at that show mike great show great time you wait were you or were you not at that show Jeremy.
1: Oh, oh. See, I don't, uh, man, I've seen Agnostic front a million times at CB's. That was my old stomping ground. So I, I'm going to say chances are that I was. I don't remember every single band that opened up for AF, but I, I yeah. saw Champion at CB's, and I saw AF a million times at CB's. So chances are I was at that show. Mike,
2: was yeah, I with I you? Much, uh, I don't think so, no. Um, I, I think I went with Paulie Hardcore and them, those guys.
4: so many hardcore shows I don't even remember who's what anymore man
2: see that's what What? I'm saying right now because I used to
3: keep my ticket stubs and I had like 30 or 40 and I I didn't fucking laminate them so I used to just put like fucking that scotch tape the clear scotch tape around it to fucking try and preserve them but I have them in a
1: photo album step up your game
3: (laughs) (laughs) No, man I just taped them like all together so it was like you know like when people would be like here's a Here's my wallet and here's my family and like all the little photos like rolled down. It was like that, man. It was fucking awesome. Well, I was a kid when I put it together too. G- give me give me a little credit for being creative. But uh I I can't I shit. I can't you know, even say who I've seen, man. I just y'all like,
2: talking about shows and concerts and shit. Made is a, a a really great live band. If you do get the opportunity, definitely check them out. Uh what was your first you know, quote-unquote show, concert, whatever. I mean, I Mine, think I know yours, Matt, but tell them anyway. Yeah, yeah.
3: Mine would have been, um, it was called Inland Invasion 2, The Low Doe Show, and it was, uh, K-Rock put it on. It was TSOL, Circle Jerks, Adolescence, X, uh, The Damned, uh, The Distillers, Offspring, Social Distortion, Pennywise, Bad Religion, Sex shit. Pistols, and uh, Agent Orange. If I, if I didn't say X, X played, and the Vandals.
4: This is your first show.
3: That was my first show ever. Yeah. What was that? That was that was at the Glen Heavlin Pavilion. Uh, when? I've shit, dude. Um, I think I was twelve or thirteen, so I'd have to do a little math for you. It's uh, a serious
2: lineup. Yeah, it was it was
3: fucking awesome. Uh, I am not gonna lie. It was, it was fucking amazing, but uh let's see uh, I think like two thousand three, two thousand three. Yeah, like
0: Oh, you're a newbie. You're like a puppy. Oh, how cute. Are we really going down oh. this route? Didn't you do this to that one chick? Didn't you Matthew, do that Matthew's
4: one like adorable. Oh, you're like a cute little dude.
3: Oh. thanks man appreciate it a little thanks,
4: Bobby you got a Bobby for the Ew. dude he's a hey. puppy
3: hey, oh. this, hey this puppy tried to fucking take on two skinheads alright and I got my ass kicked give
1: me a little credit okay I tried all to right. help all, all yeah. right it like, took damn. a little beat every, every little puppy gets a kick on a oh, bad day in <laughs> the playground nice
4: <laughs> hey uh hey, hey boys listen I'm gonna I'm gonna bust <laughs> out man yo listen thanks for picking up alright anytime
3: alright you guys have a good yo, one yo fellas
4: Yo, man, thanks a lot, man. Nice talking to you, boys. Wait, wait, hold up. What's up, buddy? Plug the show tomorrow. Oh, of course. I definitely will. Like now. What? (laughs) Oh, no, you know what I thought you meant, Mike? (laughs) Yo, my bad. Yo, (laughs) anybody out there, listen. <laughs> tomorrow at the Grand Victory, man, my band's playing in Brooklyn at the Grand Victory. It's going to be uh, a breed apart, which is us. And uh, we're playing with Examine. And we're playing with Close to the Edge. And we're playing with our boys, uh, Reason Enough uh, from Shallon Island, maybe Staten Island Hardcore. And, and that's going to be right. uh, tomorrow in Brooklyn. Two o'clock doors, eight bucks. That's it. Two o'clock doors, eight bucks. All ages, Sunday Hardcore Matinee in Brooklyn thanks it. All right, boys, thanks a lot. Hey, you're welcome, guys too. Hi, <laughs> right, Jimmy. Thanks
3: later. later later That's fucking awesome. I'm actually glad that they came on, man. That was a little
2: unexpected treat, I guess.
3: yeah, yeah, well uh don't you uh plug out there when uh whenever you're recording via Twitter
2: what the uh the shows?
3: yeah 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 i thought I thought you usually plug it uh uh that like if anybody wants to call in and stuff like that
2: oh uh, yeah, I usually do all I did tonight was I let people know I was going live and I'll be on Mixler. I didn't give out the number or the Skype name, but I guess they put two and two together. <laughs>
3: <laughs> they figured it out real quick that's fucking awesome man i honestly i i i love when uh when jimmy and uh and your brother come on man it's 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 such a treat hearing them and the and sometimes the dynamic between like jimmy and your brother when they're arguing holy shit fuck yeah man i mean you yeah, were talking about it- you were talking about it recently too. That like when you listen to a podcast, you want to have a conversation with these people. You want to chime in and you want to jump in. And that is one hundred and ten percent what happens when I listen to the Gungo podcast. I'm sitting there fucking either laughing my ass off or I'm like, dude, like I want to fucking call these guys up right now. It's fucking awesome, man. I love Thanks,
2: it. Thanks, man. I really appreciate. That's a true. Like I really appreciate that kind of that kind of feedback. And there was a bunch of shit I wanted to talk to you about. Maybe we got to do this again sometime, sit down, hook it up. Yeah, sounds good, man. Dude, the, the one thing, I before I let you go, the one thing I want to ask, who sets up when you did the Christmas show with all those games and shit? Did you set all that up?
3: Yeah, yeah, that was me, man. I, re- I reached out to everybody, and uh, it was fucking crazy, dude, because um, first off, my mixer only has four channels for microphones, and I have a, like, normal analog mixer that i use for like like if my buddies are performing live and they need and they want like a sound guy i will go down and i'll bring i'll bring my mixer and i'll mic them all up and get them sounding nice and good to go but uh yeah i had to bring in my my analog mixer and like plug the headphone jack into like one of the channels on my digital mixer and link up other people on the digital mixer to link into the uh, wow. laptop to record everybody. It was, a, it was a pain in the ass, dude. But yeah, I put, it, I put it all together. Me and my buddies were drunk one night and kind of invented these games or reinvented some of them. Some of them are very known games like Who Am I? And you have to guess who you are and you put the card to your oh, head. Oh, yeah.
2: I knew that one. Right.
3: Yeah. But other ones, you know, we were like, all right, like, let, like let's do Sad But True. Because I know there's fucked up but funny stories about my <laughs> friends, man. Like hearing that Josh took a shit on the side of the road. Go ahead if you guys great. haven't, if you guys haven't heard it, check out a uh, check out the uh, Xmas uh, ep, the Xmas Extravaganza uh, at Rat House R A T T H A U S. But yeah, I, I I put it all together, man, and uh, I'm always see. I uh, like I kind of want to make it a bigger and bigger and bigger thing every year. If it's gonna happen, I don't know, but that's definitely one of my goals with. Uh, with everything that I've done with the podcast. Uh, it's just supposed to be put out there. Nothing taken seriously. Just put it out there and let people laugh their fucking ass off. And here's some fucked up stories about ourselves as well.
2: I just want to tell you that I really enjoyed that. And do you want to tell the people out there where they can find you, your shows, um, if you got anything big coming up or whatever?
3: Yeah, yeah. Um, you go ahead and find me at Rathouse, R-A-T-T-H-A-U-S, on Instagram. And Twitter, you could talk to me directly through that. Uh, you could also find one of the podcasts that I'm a part of, the one that I host, Comics After Dark. If you're a huge comic book fan, go ahead and uh, check us out on Facebook, uh, Twitter, and Instagram, Comics After Dark. Uh, you could also find us uh, uh, at Rat House R A T T. H-A-U-S, Well, you'll be able to listen to She's Dead, an audio journey into How I Met Your Mother, the Everything Bagel podcast. If you have a band that you want to promote, send it to the Everything Bagel podcast. They will play you guys on there. They're all about DIY bands and bands that aren't signed, as well as various topics. Uh, Obviously, uh, like I mentioned, Pot of the Damned is going to be jumping on, so if you're into horror movies, uh, they're probably going to go into details about how their feed is going to be switched up. But you'll be able to find them soon at Rat House. Uh, That's life—just funny, fucked-up stories, or sometimes depressing stories—and of course, uh, comics after dark, all at Rat House, r a t t h a u s dot net.
2: Awesome. Uh, that reminds me—I didn't even. I wanted to talk to you about comic book movies. We didn't even get to that. That's a big one. Yo, man. Whenever you want
3: me to come back, dude, I'm I'm here. Don't even worry about it. Don't stress it.
2: And also about the Everything Bagel podcast, they um. Played my friend Steve Brute's band, Spam Javelin, on this show, which was pretty awesome. Yeah, dude. There's such
3: there's uh, every, everybody that play. I mean, there's only been one or two bands that I really didn't care for. And I told Steve straight up. I was like, you know what, dude? Like, you guys usually do really solid. Like, I didn't care for these two bands. And Steve's the kind of person who's just like, meh whatever and i'm like i <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah i love i love all the bands that they play there they're fucking awesome if you're if you're hardcore if you know you're experimental if you're sin pop doesn't matter hip-hop. what it is hip-hop yeah, yeah yeah everything they uh speaking of hip-hop you played a uh, necro on one of the on the yes, one of the recent, yes yes i'm man. so
2: happy you knew that
3: yeah dude fucking necro in fact i was more i was shocked when I heard it, cause you know, I plug it into my, uh, I plug in the podcast uh, through my phone to my, my speakers, and I'm just hearing Necro, and I'm like, fuck yeah, Necro, and I was like, wait a minute, I'm listening to a fucking podcast right now. Who the fuck's playing Necro? And I was like, oh shit, it's Mike. I was like, oh man, I wanted to like, at one point, uh, I didn't know anyone was gonna call in. I was gonna, uh, I was gonna bust a rap on, uh, oh, um, who's your daddy? And see if I could do like the first verse of Necro's Who, Who's Your Daddy just for fun. But it's all good. Maybe That would have been time. cool. That would have been cool. Yeah, man. It was just <laughs> fucking awesome. I was like, man, not only does he know hardcore music, but fuck yeah, he knows fucking underground hip hop like Necro. That shit's sick.
2: Yeah, man. I love that real hip hop shit. This new shit. I don't know what it is.
3: Dude, have you ever checked out a uh, Diabolic by chance?
2: Is that Diabolic with a K at the end?
3: No, I don't think so. No, nah, uh, I think
2: I'm thinking of something else.
3: Have you ever heard of Immortal Technique?
2: Yeah, I got a couple of his albums. Yeah. Uh uh Diabolic is uh,
3: the guy that did uh when you listen to the end of Dance with the Devil, Diabolic is the the like secret track with Immortal Technique at the very end of that song when technically it's like not dancing uh dance with the devil. I highly suggest. Checking out Diebox, especially if like you're into Necro. He's not really like as fast and quick as Necro, but definitely uh, someone to check out.
2: Yeah, I have the album with that song on it too. Uh, my friend just made me a like one of them MP3 CD. MP3 CDs with like a million songs on it. So I have I think three Immortal Technique albums on one CD.
3: Yeah, yeah, he he, yeah. Th- he, I think he think he's only had like three, maybe four recent. Uh, releases, but I think for the most part it's only three. So yeah, you should have like his complete. I definitely disparity. have the
2: two Revolution volume. Yeah, Revo-
3: Revolution Volume One and Volume Two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I think the third one is called like the Third World Man. But yeah, man, I I'd love to come back. I got a i got some politics that I wanna I wanna pick at your brain with, and uh, cool. I feel like it's a- this would be the perfect podcast to jump on. So yeah, man, I, I- uh, just tell me when, man. I'll be back.
2: Hey, do you want to take us out with a song or anything?
3: Hell yeah, I do. I've been waiting to say this shit for a while. (laughs) Take us out with some Gorilla Biscuits. Start today.
2: Oh, what a great pick, man. Thanks, Matt. Yeah, no problem. Later. Later.